0: My beer is frozen solid.
1: Oh wow. How?
0: How? I mean you put it in the freezer and it gets cold <laughs> and then it, you
1: know. Oh shit, yeah I put it on the other yeah, I forgot that other side was the freezer.
0: No, it's down the freezer. I put like two
1: down at the bottom.
0: Oh, you put it in the freezer. Oh, in my,
1: freezer. In the freezer. And okay. my freezer is like
0: zero minus zero degrees and oh, shit. Cool. So it's like mad cold. So I'll just let it sit here and
2: marinate for a while since I opened it. So, is there a such thing as happy cold? Mm, I mean, it would be nice if I could get it out of the bottle, <laughs> but I can't
1: even get it out of the bottle. Hey, don't you got a straw, man? I mean, do do the beer slushy. It's too many guys for me to be sipping in a straw.
3: <laughs> Yo, I dated this dude. He happened to have a gold tooth, also, but uh-huh. he got would, no gold tooth. Like, he would not drink out a straw at all ever. No. Like. He was like, oh, scissors,
4: drink out of straws. Yeah,
0: drink out of no damn straw." I've never
2: thought about not drinking out of a straw. Well, I mean, you know,
0: when I'm, you know, it's one thing when you're, you know, but when you're around a whole, you know, it's some things you just don't do around a whole bunch of dudes. Like, I would never eat a banana around y'all niggas.
2: Never. So, I, fun, I unfortunate story. I got caught eating a banana. Ah. And um, my homeboy likes to snap pictures. You know
4: Willie.
2: <laughs> and, um. I don't I don't know why my hand was like this <laughs> and the banana was right at my mouth. But that's where he caught the picture oh, at. So now I always just break the banana. Exactly.
0: Off. It, see, I learned that from a dude in prison. He said, You never ever eat bananas in prison. <laughs> homophobes. <laughs>
3: Nigga, you ain't been in prison. Huh? You been in prison?
0: <laughs> you know <laughs> let, let me tell you something, G. Not all African-Americans have been into the system.
3: Well, you said I learned from a dude in prison. Like, you was sitting there beside him, and he told you not to eat a banana.
0: No, he was out of prison. He said, don't eat bananas. And he said, "He said for all you ladies, if you, go, if you got a man that's locked up, and you go see him, and his hair is braided up, he nine times out of ten, I'm sorry, ten times <laughs> out of ten, he's probably between some man's legs message <laughs> so yeah <laughs> can we get this show started man i got
4: shit to say <laughs> <laughs>
5: I'm, st- I'm, st- I'm still stuck hold on you dated a dude who never drank out of straws like did you dating. hear
3: me say he also had a goal too in the okay. front like okay okay in so
5: so, hold on, hold on, hold on. But you said dated. That means over time. No, 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 so, no, no, no. So, no. that means Let's say, let me that he back hung up. around with no, no, a no. gold tooth and never drank out of straws. So, <laughs> can we talk a little bit about what you were <laughs> going through at <laughs> that right. time of your life?
3: We don't want to. I don't want to go back
5: there. <laughs> What's going on in your life? <laughs> Man, this is the person you chose.
3: <laughs> I, this is your first That's time great,
4: on the show I have put into
5: that great. What was happening? So the goal, too, well, and well, your the life at that <laughs> <power. laughs> <laughs> 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 yeah, time. <laughs> help us out. Help us out, Maxine Shaw. Help us out with this Maxine Shaw moment <laughs> right now. <laughs> Please help
3: us, because no, I'm just I literally, literally fucking cry right now. <laughs> help, help,
5: help us out. <laughs> <laughs> You volunteered she this. Grill. She didn't say grill. No, nah, not grill. She she a gold two. Two. <laughs> two. and what? And Andre got a and, and
1: made sure that so we, we knew. You, made it's sure it's we so knew. Three. He had a goal two. two. Made sure we knew. Made sure we knew. <laughs>
3: <laughs> 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 okay, so I play poker too, right? Uh huh. And it was. <laughs> 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 it was <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't take a- it. it. She you did say date.
0: Yeah. She did say date. It
3: wasn't really dating. We went on a couple of dates, and then I decided, yeah, Keisha, no matter how much this guy's a nice guy, you're not. He's not your type at all. I, that was back when, like right after, not right after, but a few, half a year or so after me and Joe split up or whatever, I was trying to kind of ooh, widen my horizons. And every woman got... That's, that's, that's
4: a, what got through? Now,
0: that right there is a big-ass net. It's a big net you just threw there, yo. That's a,
1: Hey, that's, for the gold tooth That's
4: a big ass hit For a the gold tooth
1: The gold go tooth got through Now
3: <laughs> Hey wait At
1: least fronts didn't get through At least the full fronts didn't get through yeah. You know what I mean
3: I actually would rather The full fronts is more my tight bottoms mm-hmm. Than a single gold tooth on your front tooth And, and I don't, don't, don't know what drink straws
5: let's, let's keep this Like he was like No I don't want no straws
3: Like we were out to dinner And I was like The lady <laughs> Stand,
5: stand, stand up, niggas! Don't drink no straw. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
4: the just <laughs> <The laughs> lady, lady asked him if he wanted a straw. He almost cussed her out. I'm like, what the fuck is your
2: problem, man? It's like, oh, it's sissy a drink
4: it you.
0: Of of course, of course he would talk that way because most dudes with gold tooth really talk, <laughs> talk shit like that. that. Yep. So I, I I would like to know was it a full cover tooth or was it one of those tooth like, that they had they, they was the going was around and yeah, had to, had to get the gold around the side and the tooth yeah. in the middle. Was it that one or was it a full <laughs> over, the full oh, gold? No. <laughs> the <it> full gold? That the full gold. Okay, that's what's up. That's what's up.
1: All right, guys. Right. Wow. That- <laughs> What's good? It's your man C. Perry the II, and welcome to Straight to Tape. Y'all know what it is unapologetic and insightful conversation. From the tip of our tongues, it's Straight to Tape. And I am but one third of podcasting's treacherous three. First, the nefarious one himself, the comedian Tico What's good, my man you know. you know, people talk about it, and I live it every day Okay, he can keep it now,
3: right? He can keep it now? He's telling me to <laughs> shut up right now with his hands <laughs> <laughs> So I shut up it Looks like an ostrich or something, right? Or an emu. I hate that uh, yeah, I can't
1: stand it And, of course, the first lady of S2T The quintessential hip-hop mom Keisha with a Y What's good, girl?
3: hey everybody talk about it i not try to live it I all don't.
1: day every
0: day
3: you know, she, hey man,
0: she's. Man, that's copyrighted. No, it's
3: not. <laughs> <laughs> did you send this to yourself in an envelope, an unopened envelope? Exactly, I did. Man, I did. Poor, poor you know, copyrighted. I, I don't believe I got a
0: whole bunch of letters back there for myself. <laughs> I don't believe you. Ever. That's never been open That's never been opened. So I don't
3: know if it's true or not. <laughs> You'll know when I take you to court, David. <laughs> and the letter is.
1: Now, you can check for Straight to Tape on all of our podcasting platforms. We are Apple Podcast certified. Uh, We're Google Play correct for all of our Android family. You can stream us on Spotify as well as SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Radio Public. And make sure you hit that subscribe button and get in front of the line
3: on the latest and the greatest from Straight to Tape. You can, help. Yeah. you can also catch us on Twitter, IG, and Facebook, straight to tape. And don't forget to check out our podcast, Playlist, on Spotify.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Please check out our podcast, Playlist. Yeah, yeah. Now, of course, uh, you know, it's getting to the point where we don't do this show alone anymore. I love it.
3: This show is hot in here. There's yeah, a lot of people yeah, here today. Is, it is, yeah, it, it, is it is, it is. We need
0: some Caucasians in here. <laughs> You know what they say about a whole bunch of black people? We draw heat. I mean, you all. I'm sorry. I'm 21% European. There we go. There we go. Do not take away my fucking privilege, damn it.
3: All right. Show it to me. Show it to me. Lord. Show me your privileges. What?
0: Mm. Girl, look here. Let me tell you something. If we were dating.
4: (laughs) 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 If we were, were not.
3: If we were. Oh, yeah. Everybody thinks me and t are are Yeah.
0: Just, yeah. Be- you know, best believe that, you know, you would have the finer things in life. Like that. No
3: AC in here right now? Well, that's only because you're black. Lord, <laughs> Lord. Can, 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 so we, get, can we get
1: to get to who's with us today? Yes, we can. Sorry. Okay. I'm okay. sorry
3: about
0: that. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's all about
3: me today. You're I'm still so. blacky. Lord, black, Lord, Lord, now.
1: black. Now, as always, joining us. Is our man, our social media assassin, Rob Barron? What it do, Rob?
5: I'm in the building. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's up, man? It's it's your boy Rob Barron, aka the big Robito, aka Roberto Grande. I'm in the building. The pleasure's all yours. My grande
1: Roberto Grande. grande. Motherfucker got me hungry already. God damn. <laughs> <clears throat> And our special guest today, okay, Uh, we have some wordsmiths in the house, okay, we have some poets
2: in the house.
1: First up, SP. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Straight to Take, my man.
2: Appreciate it.
1: And of course, uh, yeah, I mean, would he be insulted if I called him the goat? He shouldn't be. I mean, I feel the same way. Y'all feel the same way?
2: I feel the same way.
1: Yeah, look. Everyone, ladies and gentlemen, the hip-hop scholar himself, Dasan Ahano.
5: Yeah.
3: In low, stand up.
5: In low, in the building, South Raleigh, Puro, Worthdale, what's good? A.K.A. <laughs> Sweet Daddy Acidopolis, son of a blues player. you do that for us today? What in?
1: In the world Now I, I'm feeling like I need an
0: AKA
4: a No, hmm. No No yeah.
3: mm-hmm.
1: We ain't gonna we, we ain't gonna do those AKA tags all the time Okay Tico Uh uh-uh. uh I already,
0: I
3: already <laughs> snatched this tagline He might as well go ahead No go no, ahead. no 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 I, Cause look I go said ahead. Go I, ahead oh, do, get, it. do it
0: Do it Yo Alright Since everybody got AKAs <laughs> This is Tico AKA Your mama love me But your daddy don't AKA
4: <laughs>
0: Why goats fall asleep Standing up, aka. What's
5: up,
0: Tico? About nine inches in my Hennessy cup. Aka <laughs> al- Tico, how you feel with my fingers? <laughs> <laughs> aka ski no, I'm just fucking around. Just um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, look, I ain't gonna hear from this from Mrs. <froze> Jones when I get home. Yeah. Oh, that's right, your wife is. Aka.
0: Oh, her friends were cute. <laughs> Shut
1: up. Shut up. Shut up. You're not putting me on blast on this show, okay?
0: All right,
3: well. do it. Do it. I mean, y'all already delayed me all the way the fuck out today, so go ahead. Do it, Tika.
0: Oh, hey, well, you know. Go ahead. Just as long as they don't have gold teeth, I'll be
1: all right. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Some of them probably do in the bike That ain't got
1: nothing to do with me All right, let's get get started with the show, okay And of course, you know, we're going to get to uh, our guests later on in the show However, you know, you know how we like to start the show off You know, there are some things out there, some topics out there that we just ain't going to talk about We ain't going to talk about it So, Keisha, uh, this week, baby, what you ain't going to talk about?
3: This week, and I'm kind of, kind of in turmoil about this topic. So we'll we'll go. Um, Governor Roy Cooper of North Carolina signed into bill recently death by distribution, a tool that can be used basically to convict drug dealers of murder. Um, it gives the DA a stronger tool to prosecute. A drug dealer can be charged with second degree murder needed to put away high-level drug dealers and protects doctors prescribing for legitimate purpose and pharmacists. Although we do know recently, since there's a huge uproar around the opioid crisis, right. that a lot of doctors have been targeted for over-prescribing drugs and not taking care in who they prescribe drugs to. Hmm. So, I mean, in one hand, yes, the justice system's already fucked up as it is true, like true. do they really need another tool to convict you know black and brown people who categorically are the ones that are low level street dealers, right?
0: So what is that like is that just like hardcore drugs? I mean, what if you just sell weed? so I mean, if you sell weed,
3: you know who knows there's not really a whole lot of description behind whether it's just opioids or if it's marijuana, and marijuana ain't going to kill nobody so. Yeah, well, I know, can.
0: But yeah. if somebody was smoking, if somebody was high while while driving and didn't happen to crash, right? Will mm-hmm. that would that be that loophole to get right. that person like, yo, you know?
4: But what? also
3: that brings to mind like the whole um, law there is about over serving alcohol. Mm-hmm. It happens often, right? right? People get drunk and they drive. Rarely is that used. To prosecute bar owners, bartenders, waitresses, waiters, and all that good stuff. This is simply a tool to get at the low level. Cause ain't no um they're not catching the high level drug dealers, basically. They're this not- might,
0: but this might, just to play devil's advocate, this just might be the way to get to your supplier. If I'm gonna if you're a low level dude and I'm coming at you with life.
3: You're gonna give it up. you somebody's gonna give up
0: something to you know, saying to give it up. I mean, for real.
1: Now, now I can see that. I mean, I mean to be honest with you, it is kind of a perfect flip tool, right? Okay, you know, something to yo, uh, look, this is what we gonna hit you with. Uh, What can you give us so we can just give you a life or 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 twenty years or drop that baby down to fifteen or something like that? You know, most of these dudes ain't built for that shit. Oh, right. all,
3: the at majority
1: all. of them are not billed for this at all yeah. so Those, we'll,
3: we'll see how it goes, but on the other end of it, just don't fucking sell drugs you know what I mean yeah. you know this this charge is completely avoidable like use i saw something and i think we talked about it a little bit like if you can sell drugs there's a whole lot of other fucking things you can mm-hmm. do with that skill in order to make money legally yeah, most definitely mm-hmm. i mean so, you said the
0: whole marijuana thing become becoming legal now so why well, you it's know it's coming it's mm-hmm. coming like fuck get yourself in the game get right? in the game and, and handle that if right, that's what right, you like right, to do
3: right or build the business like exactly. you have like mm-hmm. they every drug dealer that i've ever known has acute fucking business skills like they do mm-hmm. they're good at math they're good at you know changing updating their processes in order to meet demands like that is so important when running a successful business i
1: mean they have the ability to hire the right people to do and distribute what they need
3: right right right
0: (laughs) yeah that's crazy because i mean you're absolutely right you know i deal with uh i deal with uh behavioral kids Mm-hmm. and most of these kids are from like broken homes and just like from you know ill-ass places and uh, they see this stuff like i have one child i can't pen- i can't say his name but he likes to throw up gang signs all the time that's all he throws up at gang signs i said dude as many gang signs you throwing up you can learn sign language <laughs> you know what i'm saying for real <laughs> yeah. you can learn sign language and go down to the courthouse and you know you know get your skills used for that or you could use that when they're doing the news you know they need people to do sign language i mean don't get it twisted i mean gang signs that's some real interesting things the way that they twist their fingers and all that other shit that's that's you know it's interesting you know what i'm saying for real for real and and, and, and able to talk using your hands you know to do that i get it but that's a skill too that's a skill you know, if some if you can do sign language, then you can do it. You feel what I'm saying, or like like Keisha said, math. Most do. It's amazing how when you're in school, these kids do not want to learn math. And I'm like, dude, if you're going to be out here selling dope, then you need to know how much you are spending on such and such. Math is an, a very important process in that. Yeah. Math is important in that. I mean, freaking for sit here and, and to learn. What an ounce to turn? You know how many ounces is in a pound, and how many pounds in a you know in a kilo? Whatever you know, what I'm saying It's, it's 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 that's everyday stuff that you learn in school. So of course it's you know I mean you know if you're gonna be a drug dealer man, you know go to school, get your degree, work for a pharmacy, be a doctor. And do it the right way.
1: Yeah. yeah. No, no, <laughs> get them yeah. drugged
0: up the I, right way. If you know what I'm saying?
1: Hey. I, I mean, uh, you know, that that's truth. That's the, you know, that's the legal way.
0: Yeah. You know? Well, you
1: know. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, and especially with, um, you know, the uh, marijuana laws, um, the way they more states are looking at it as, you know, look, let's get rid of this. Okay? Right. You know, let's get rid of this. You know, let's make it, you know, let's make it legal. Let's, you know, let's legitimize it okay uh right. yeah my biggest thing is you know with this coming down the pike all right uh why mess yourself up in anticipation of it okay because there's you know because once it's legal all right once it's legal i mean the cats that were out there slinging it on the street they ain't gonna be able to sling it legally but be- listen because I, they're I gonna think, have
3: records i think north carolina is gonna be one of the last states i just i oh, mean you yeah, know it's the
1: bible battle.
0: yeah
3: yeah I think uh, Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, it's already legal. Is mar- recreational Rick? We waste one and all. Marijuana legal in Georgia? Not yet, not,
1: not yet. yet. But not was, yet. you know, it's funny you brought that up. Uh, I heard um, comedian DC Curry. Uh, he was uh, doing an interview on, um, you know, on the uh, on the Sports Shop with uh, recent K Mac, and I'll get into that. I'll get into uh, Sports Shop with recent K Mac a little bit later. But he mentioned that you know he has a farm in georgia all right and one thing that he said was when uh, when weed is legalized in georgia all them you know all them collard greens (laughs) all them collard greens that he's growing all that shit is coming up and is is going out it's going to be straight weed and um you know, it'll be uh, properly, uh, properly monitored to make sure motherfuckers don't come in and try to take his crap. Oh, yeah,
0: most definitely, man. Most definitely. Game is changing around here. And uh, you know what they say. If you want to keep something from the youth, put it in the book. Here's another saying, but I didn't want to say that because it's kind of stereotypical. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. If you want to keep something from blacks, put it in the book.
1: Thank you. Thank you, thank you
3: I mean, but that was from back when we It was illegal for us to read so. mm-hmm. Oh, you read? Yeah, yeah I read mm.
0: <laughs> Hush your mouth, girl You're going to get us all <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: Let
0: Mazel know you can read or write What's mm-hmm. be wrong with you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> lordy, 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 lordy Okay, so Tico Yes. Uh, what, what you ain't going to talk about, man?
0: Well, there's two things. One thing I don't want to talk about is that Burger King taco. I don't want
3: to talk about that <laughs> shit at all.
1: Yeah, yo, I got a huge problem with that, yo. I got a huge problem <laughs> with wait,
3: that. But wait, wait. So I have a friend. Y'all uh-huh. know Julian O'Farris, right? Shout right, out to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. He tries everything. Like, every time the fucking McRib comes out, he posts with the fucking cartwheels and shit. Because so, right. he's so excited that McRib is back. So I was... Sitting there thinking yesterday, self, if anybody would try this fucking Burger King taco, <laughs> room, you, it would be him. And he did it today. And it's yeah. disgusting. Yeah, it tastes like and horse then, meat. And how you know?
0: Huh? Because I, uh, I went to Paris. You know, they, eat they already had them there. They already had it there? No, I'm talking about horse meat. Oh, I know what a horse meat. meat right? no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confused right now. Yeah. So...
3: Um. Yeah he tried it He said it was disgusting And they're like Well it's only one dollar And I said but no My kid I took them to Red Monkey has like Taco Tuesday And mm-hmm. it's like, all you can eat tacos For ten dollars They do a ten tacos. Yeah,
0: I can eat ten tacos
3: A dollar taco But yeah So don't put it on Yeah so don't I
0: don't want, I don't want to talk tacos. I don't want to talk about How disgusting that is But, that I, sound, but
1: I'll say this That sounds just as bad As the uh, Bo Wrangler That was the word, you know. And look, I am a huge fish sandwich person, okay? To me, if I'm doing fast food, all right, uh, my, you know, I judge your uh, fast food establishment by how good your fish sandwich is.
0: That's most of those are cod, though.
1: But but still, but still, okay? Uh, You know, uh, breading is important. Okay, the layout is important. Okay, uh, Bojangles, and, and I, I guess I'm gonna apologize now because this will probably be a sponsor we ain't gonna get after what I'm about to say. However, that sandwich was some bullshit, yo. What Bojangles? That the No, 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 not the chicken. I mean the fr- the, the fish sandwich, sandwich. Garbage. Their fish sandwich was garbage, yo. I'm
0: gonna tell you who got a good fish sandwich. Who? Churches. Churches, churches, chicken. Dude, sales, I haven't been fish. up in the
1: churches in like forever and a day.
0: But like I say, it might have been the, the churches that I went to. It wasn't in Raleigh. Yo, I, I, I think you. Yeah, one I, I, you been in what you ate the fish sandwich in Raleigh? It's, does it taste like chicken? Cause they use the same grease. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's the, the codfish, mm. man. I yo, that cod mm. is fucking dangerous, man. Your ass fucking wind up glowing in the dark for that bullshit, man. All that mercury in that bitch, yo. That's
1: real tough. That's why my fingernails are looking like
0: that. Yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you look yeah. kind of damn aquatic right now. Nigga.
3: I'm a um, <laughs> every three months uh-huh. uh, McDonald's number seven type girl. Mm. Um, have you had the Arby's? Because my dad swears by that. No, the
1: Arby's. Look, the Arby's. It. <laughs> right. The Arby's is good. The Arby's right. is good. Okay. The Arby's is good. The Wendy's was actually surprisingly good. Okay, and it's it, that really had a lot to do with the panic. I, you okay.
0: know, but we're talking about burger places and chicken places making fish sandwiches. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So, yeah. That, you know, yeah. yeah. I can see where, you know, downtown, especially downtown, that church is big outs. So, you know, you saved my life many a times with the chicken. But if that fish, you ain't changed that grease, I believe it does taste like yeah. chicken. I would believe that shit. And the uh, second thing I don't want to talk about is Perry's favorite rapper, <laughs> ASAP Rocky. Hey,
1: you know I like the way you yeah, look look, you know, you know I love ASAP's fashion sense. You know that. Well you know okay. that's that
0: Harlem up shit. Okay. And um he's being investigated where well, he's locked up in Sweden for assault and molestation. Which is crazy because the molestation has nothing to do with anything sexual. It all has to do with putting your hands on somebody, beating them up, attacking somebody. So I don't want to talk about it because the simple fact that There was an interview about uh, what was going on in the world, and Mm -hmm. he was like, well, I don't know what's going on with that. I don't live there. I don't give a fuck what's going on with politics. That's not happening with me. That has nothing to do with me. I'm out here in fucking Hollywood. You know, I have to deal with that shit. I feel the same way right now about you. You know what I'm saying? Being in Sweden. I don't really give a shit because, you know what I'm saying? That has nothing to do with me. I'm not in Sweden. I live in Raleigh. You know what I'm saying? I'm so tired of your fucking rich people problems. You feel what I'm screaming? It's like I got a, you know, there's a, you know, they got this petition going out, you know, free, you know, he's like, I'm living in poor, I'm living in fucked up, you know what I'm saying? Uh, 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 Conditions and I'm, and I'm black. Look, let me tell you something. It's one thing when Americans, take that american shit overseas and tend to think that that american shit trumps everything else it does not when you're somewhere else you have to abide by the laws that's over there like the kid like the kid that went and stole the the fucking flyer flag. the flag you yeah. stole the flag and yeah, yeah. shit and everybody oh that's that that's crazy that's no you're you're taking another country's flag you know what i'm saying a communist a, a, a fucking communist country flag, exactly and he got his ass beat <laughs> and you know what i'm saying he deserved it because you can't take that american shit and think that you can just put it anywhere Privilege. and, and mm-hmm. think that you know what i'm saying just because i'm american that that shit makes it right
1: didn't he get caned
0: yeah he got caned like a son bitch mm. yeah, like yeah. i'll I'll, yeah.
1: Say, I'll say this there was one positive thing that came out of that caning okay
0: Lacy, what he got the black experience? No,
1: no, 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 no. <laughs> look, look, I'm, gonna be, honest now, I'm gonna be honest with you. Now I'm be honest with uh, you. Speaking as a professional wrestling fan, when that shit happened, that 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 created an entirely different gimmick that's been used for a damn generation in professional wrestling.
0: Man, I'm tell you, man. But you know, like I said, man. Um Do I feel bad that he's you know in a, in, a, in a jacked up situation? I don't really know him like that, but you know, Uh it's it's. Like I said, you just have to realize that when you're over somewhere else, that shit is not the same. So you just can't sit up here and wild out and throw blows at somebody and think that you can't count the consequences because your ass is a fucking American. No, that's not that's not how it pops off. yo. You're over there.
3: And so I agree with you because that mm-hmm. whole um, caning thing. I was like, he fucking went over there and like showed his privilege and expected mm-hmm. it to work. And your privilege check cannot be cashed in North Korea, wherever the fuck he was. Yeah. I get
0: it. Same with ball. Same with same with the balling kids. The ball kids. What do you do? Right, they, right.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Stole some ray. Was it some ray bands. Yeah, stole stole mm-hmm. some, some ray bands. Yeah.
3: But mm-hmm. I also believe that. How old is ASAP?
1: Um, What is he like? Should be like in 20s, early 20s, right? Early 20s, yeah, right.
3: You don't know the world and you don't until you know the world. That's part of growing up. You don't, damn, that nigga 30. Never mind. Yeah, I was just getting ready to say, too bad. I thought he was a little boy, yeah. No excuses now, but uh in, in the same vein, you don't know you need something until you know you need it, right? right? He can talk like he's obviously lived a privileged life and his parents didn't teach them teach him to to use your privilege for good. Like that's what I tried. My kids are well off. They don't have to work. They don't have to do shit. Right. I have to teach. I used to when we lived in Fairfax County, Virginia, one of the richest counties in the country. Mm-hmm. For the summer I used to bring them Down here and put them in camp In fucking Roberts Park or Davis Heights Worthdale. Not say those are poor areas But they just needed to know That everybody doesn't have it like you And it's a parent's responsibility to teach their kids that If ASAP Rocky lived a privileged life You know what I'm saying All along growing up And I don't really know his history I should have had my kid here um, And then he went straight from that to rapping Being able to to rap because of that privilege, look kind of like you know, Shaq wants to make an album. Shaq can just go make an album because he got the money and the connections right. to do it. Right. Or, you know, Alan Iverson, he could do the same thing. Not really rapper, but and he just happened to be good at it and took off. And so he went straight straight from his parents' privilege to his own grown privilege. Mm-hmm. He's never seen any and and to to tell people to pay attention to what's going on in the media. Right. That shit, some of the shit that's going on, I. Don't, don't even know, no. fucking look at the news nowadays. Right. Like I didn't know that there was a, a flood going on or a hurricane heading yeah. towards Louisiana because I don't look at the news. It's painful. Right. Nowadays, so people have to come and tap me on the show and be like, "Hey, Keisha," or in preparation for the show, be like, "Hey, Keisha, this is going on. This is going on." I have to seek it out because it's like almost not part of my life, yeah. except for maybe what's going on locally to me because mm-hmm. it's close to me, and then the weather. You know what I'm saying? Um. But in that. He's lived in a tunnel basically of privilege from his upbringing I'm thinking to where he is now. What's going on with Black men is completely outside of that. His tunnel right. may be clear, he might see it, but it really doesn't. It's not going to touch me. Right. And now it's touching him. Right. Now it's touching. Now give him a chance to get out of this however it happens or get away from this and change his ideal. Because people live out loud now, we see exactly. everything that happens in their life. Right. We we should now, after this is over, be able to see him shift his view- viewpoint. At least give him that chance. It, it should, and
1: it better. Okay. Yeah, it better. I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, look at what you know, look at what um, uh, well, look at what Meek went through. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Look, yeah. Look, yeah. Look at, exactly. Look at what Meek went exactly. through. Okay. Uh, look, I'm just happy that Meek ain't on the back of a, a motorcycle, uh, holding on to another dude while they popping willies. Okay. Right. That that's that's, <laughs> that's 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 just a problem I had yeah. with him from the you know from the from the beginning. Okay. <laughs> but what he had to deal with. OK, with, uh, you know, you know, with 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 getting locked up, not only getting locked up, but but actually being I mean, let's be honest, profiled from the judge that did it. Mm-hmm. Right. OK, the black judge, you know, exactly. Which 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 uh, which makes it worse, but also at the same time, not surprising. OK. Uh, and how that changed him and changed how he views what you know, what what he went through and what uh, you know, and what other. Uh, you know, what What other bl- black kids are dealing with, you know, as it's taking, you know, as it's dealing with the law. At the, but at know. the
0: same time, OK, this is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Meek dealt with his problem inside his city. Mm-hmm. ASAPs constantly said that, hey, I don't live there. That's not my problem. I don't have to deal with that. I'm in Hollywood. I'm living out here and wherever. This is where I'm at. That shit doesn't bother me. I can't deal with that. But now, it's like you said, it's hitting, them, it's hitting them hard at home, right? So the thing about it is when you go places, you have to realize that verbiage and vocabulary is different. Like when I said molestation, first thing people probably think is that he touched somebody because that's majority here that that's what that means. Right. But over there, it says that molestation is a crime in which a suspect physically attack someone or exposes someone to a disturbive uh, to a disturbing uh contacts or expose someone to other ruthless
3: actions so basically beating somebody's ass but depending exactly. on how you because there's so many different reports of what happened right how it happened the order of operations in which it happened that a lot of those reports say this shit was self-defense. So, but again, you have to, as you, as you people, just in general, before you travel outside of this here United mm-hmm. States, even like Curtis and I have been friends for a long time and it, what was it? You had the things hanging from your,
2: um, Little tree. yeah. The little trees. And the law was different in that state, right? Right. So I got pulled over. I've been pulled over in two different states now for having the air fresheners, the little trees hanging from. Oh, oh, you got pulled. You
1: you got pulled over for air fresheners
2: in Virginia and also in Ohio.
1: Okay, why?
2: So the first cop that pulled me over, he told it's illegal. Um, It's illegal to have it there. So I'm like, well, it's just an air freshener. Now, mind you, it was four black guys in a car riding through uh, Virginia but anyway um, so when he had me go to his cop car Uh um, and sit in there um, he told me it was illegal and so I'm like well you know it's not doing anything it's it's literally an air freshener like that people ride around with for ages and he was like well it it could be obstructing your view and I'm like like come on like it's a little tree and so he kind of got belligerent and I was like yo look I ain't you know I ain't really here for all that like let's just go through whatever process we need to go through and, and move from there. But I've literally been pulled over in two different states. And the purpose that they gave me for pulling me over mm-hmm. was you have an illegal, um, you know, object hanging from your rearview mirror.
1: Oh, that's, I'm sorry. That. Yeah. I, mean, I didn't, right. I didn't know that either.
2: And, you know, I grew up, you know, our parents, you know, little yeah. trees, we've been seeing those forever, the little vanilla joints or the black ice once yeah. you got cool. And so I've always, you know, it's a nostalgia thing and, yeah. and they smell good. And so I didn't know driving through it cause I drive all over the country. Um, and so I've driven through many, many states, Just like in Texas. I don't know if y'all know there's a daytime speed limit and there's a nighttime speed limit. Uh-huh. And the nighttime speed limit is five miles per hour less than the daytime. I've been pulled over for going five over at night. Um, because I was going for the daytime posted speed limit. So I can only imagine, you know, going cause I've never, never been out of the country. Um, and part of that, what we're talking about now is part of the reason why, like, I'm not versed enough in knowing different cultures um, that I feel comfortable actually going to another country because you can say a certain thing and there is completely different than it, than it is here. Um, but even just within the United States, because we're not the United States, um, you know, there's different laws and different regulations that you cross from this line of grass mm-hmm. to this line of grass. And now you're in completely different jurisdiction.
5: See, so my thing is that, that maybe we just need to rethink how we construct our crews. Because I remember named Dash telling DJ clue that he needed to make sure all his brother, all his folks had roles and responsibilities. Mm. So for me, if you're in business and I know this um, just from my background, if you're in business and you're traveling abroad, to conduct business, then there are texts about the kinds of things you need to be mindful about, depending on where you're going. So that's like business one-on-one in terms of market, you know, terms in, in globe in global business. Okay, so there should be somebody in charge of drugs. There should be somebody in charge of knowing where you're going. You're, 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 you know what I'm saying? You're a major star. There should be somebody in charge of knowing where you're going and you knowing what all the rules and customs are. How many people need to don't you got security? How many people need to have snuff this dude walking up on y'all randomly out? How do you get that close? Exactly. How do how do we get like this thing of I, I just it, there's not a there's not a sense, there doesn't seem to be. And this happens with athletes, happens with entertainers, mm-hmm. but what I know is that unfortunately um, it doesn't matter what level you're at, there seems to be this lack of necessity around preserving whatever you've built. Um, and people just end up in ridiculous situations that there should be somebody. now, And whenever I see that they weren't by themselves, I'm just like, I don't understand what the roles and responsibilities were. I mean, the days of ha-
1: having... Your boys just hang out with you, uh, wh- you know, when you've made it, okay, and you know, when you're going abroad, you know, and it's, you know, and it's that whole, you know, it's that whole Vinnie Chase entourage shit. You know what I mean? No, that's been over, okay. It, you know, you are an established brand. When you are an established brand, you have to protect that. You have to protect that with all of your might because if you don't. You know, your ass can you know your ass can you end up in in a, in a fucking midnight express situation.
5: Especially the way news travels fast. Like it's one thing if you see a video and I see four dudes and somebody who look like ASAP swinging on somebody. I'm like automatically be like that's stupid. If I see it, you see if I see the video and you see two dudes who happen to look a little larger beating the hell out of somebody. You're like oh. That's his security. And you
3: see, A$AP walking away. <laughs> see, exactly. Like,
5: it's a exactly. totally different perception depending on how this person got drugged through the street, and that's and it change shifts the whole narrative. You still, A$AP still is still going to be responsible It's his people. That's a civil suit, but you ain't locked up in a prison
1: exactly because
5: you got to eat it regardless because you're the most famous person in, at the scene. So it's like how much are you going to eat and how much how much buffer are you going to put? Are you going to get yourself? It just doesn't make any sense to me. It should be look. Look, you hold you. You go find us what we need. Mm -hmm. You make sure we don't do nothing stupid. You punch one person. You you them after you punch them. These are your roles. High five, go team. (laughs) I don't understand. But but I
2: I think what we what we possibly may be assuming is that he already had those thought processes and didn't use them. I mean,
0: I'm going to cut you off, but it's even that, but it's. When you take people that's never been anywhere, and they go somewhere, you know what I'm saying, and they act like a fool. You know what I'm saying? That's just it. They just act like a fool. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm truly with you. I, You know, I, I, I get it. The less people you have should be the less problems you should have with you. The more people that you have, then you're going to have a lot of attitudes, a lot of this, that, and the other. You're traveling around, so there's going to be some shit that pop off, you know? But at the same token, if somebody's giving me an experience that I've never seen before, I've never been. Now, if I was a wild dude and I was out here robbing and doing all this other bullshit and somebody said, dude, you ain't got to do that no more. Just roll with me. You could be my security. Let's make this thing pop off or whatever. Or just like, well, come roll with me. Let me get you out of these streets. Come roll with me. Come tour with me. I'm going to be the best motherfucker that I can be because, you know, number one, I don't want to I don't want to lock myself up and be on no fucked up shit. But I do understand. In this day and time, you need a lot of goons because there's a lot of motherfuckers out here doing some real stupid shit. And you want the wildest motherfucker with you to take care of some shit if shit really pop off. I get that. But that's that dude. If, if, If he's that dude, then make sure that he's good. Get him training on how to be a security guard. Give him training on how to deal with situations. You know what I'm saying? You take that strong that that, he might be a motherfucker that can knock a motherfucker out with one blow. If he's that dude, then give him the the, the tools to do the shit right and not just have him out here wilding out. Deescalate. Exactly. Exactly. Deescalate the problem instead of just having to wild out on somebody. And again... When you're, it's different when you're here in the states, and it's different when you're overseas doing some other shit. Because your not just ass overseas, like, like oh, every, country every, every country is different. <laughs> your ass wind up there's some places your ass wind up locked up for years, waiting, waiting for them to tell you
3: what the fuck you did. <laughs> in Singapore, they will put you in jail if you drop bubble gum or trash on the street. They're still hanging in in, in the Bahamas, right?
1: <laughs> I don't know, and and to be quite honest with you. Look, uh, I, that's Sweden, okay? I don't know how much influence a Al Sharpton is going to have in Sweden. I'm sorry.
0: Well, I'm sorry. What does Al Sharpton have to do with this?
1: Because he, because ASAP's parents have reached out to um, Reverend Al Sharpton and the, you um, you know, you know in, in the Action Network for assistance in this. Oh, no word. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Al, huh? Yep, yep. Hold Al.
3: And he's taking it on and asked that he be able to go visit as a pastor mm. to see what kind of conditions.
0: My thing about Al Sharpton is.
3: Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Uh
0: oh. To be a reverend, I've never seen him at a church. I don't even think he has a church.
3: He's a church of the world, the earth. I don't know. Do you really need a church to be a reverend? Yeah, a pastor I
1: mean, do you really need one to legitimize your, you know, pastorship?
3: Pastor, Pastorism?
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, he ain't had no, he ain't had no church he, he had no church since he was, like, huge Like, he
1: was, like, when he was big he had no I mean, church. I mean, my wife is, uh, is uh, you know, she has a license, you know, to minister and give weddings Does she? A, yeah, she's not a minister, no Lord, I can't hear something for his wife no more <laughs> <laughs> This shit right here, yo
0: Crazy, yo huh? Come Al Sharpton, for real? Yeah.
3: You know, Wait. He, you know he looked like you're a, the first husband.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah you,
0: you, can can that, you can say that. said that cute.
1: Said that cute.
3: I'm gonna buy you a church hat for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Al Sharpton. It is a requirement that, that the first spouse. I did not. Right.
1: But we do need to get. real. But we. I got we it. Need I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it.
3: Ah, today's show is brought to you by the Popcorn Shop, where gourmet taste pops. 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 Every fucking time Uh, With three locations near you To serve you Emerald Isle Goldsboro and Mebane North Carolina If you're not local Hop on over to the popcorn shop.com The popcorn dash S-H-O-P-P-E dot com For your global shipping The popcorn shop where gourmet taste pops Every Every fucking time with the echo we Every time. yeah
1: yeah and, and, and also can we by, get an echo machine? And,
3: mm-hmm. Yeah, I can work we on need auto too. Yeah, echo work
1: on Somebody it. Somebody call T Pain. <laughs> yeah, and you look definitely. Shouts out to the sponsors. Yo, uh, yo, DP. uh, We need some new samples, baby.
3: Why did you do that? I'm just saying. You did it on purpose, too. No one Cause did. To, this is the out of four weeks of sponsorship. This is the first time that I did not mention anything about Tico eating my fucking popcorn. DP if you give us popcorn bring it to my house i live like 5 minutes around the corner for tico do not bring any popcorn don't give it to Perry don't leave it at Tico's house hey hey wait bring a it minute me. wait a minute, nope, wait a minute. Uh-uh. i told you because i, was I, was I told you here. because i told you before that when he was on the show not to leave it here and you're hard headed and then i end up with one little raggedy cone of popcorn cuz tico ate the other one and completely but I was all over th- y'all. Understand? I was forget- over this. This has been four weeks, okay? <laughs> Maybe five weeks of recording. Where every time I read this drop, I get angry because Tigo ate my motherfucking popcorn, and then just kind of the one that was left, he just kind of threw I'm like, "Here's your popcorn." What flavor did he leave you? Uh, birthday cake, I think. You left really Tigo? Really? Really? No, you no, no. Birth- uh, no, 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 no. I think he ate the birthday cake, and he left me like the cheese caramel cheesecake one. That's true. I ate the birthday cake. <laughs> <sighs> so, like, I don't even know what was left. I mean, I don't even know what we got. I had no survey. Pray so, BP, please, I implore you. Just bring the popcorn to me and I, hip-hop mom, will lounce it out to everybody and make sure everybody gets what they're supposed to have and I will not eat anybody else's fucking popcorn in a... After I get home, I'm dancing and carrying on at 3 o'clock in the morning. And Watching just some
1: movie from the 70s.
3: When it's turn on some movie mm-hmm. from the 70s and feel like I need some, hey, I need some popcorn. Hey, I just should eat Keisha's popcorn.
0: All I got to say, DP, is that it was delicious. And uh, believe you me, people, it's sort of like me. You just can't get enough and, and uh,
1: go. <laughs> okay,
3: that's it, that's it. That's Thanks, thanks. Yeah, thanks. yeah, let's get to our guest, okay? <laughs> All right. Let get a Definitely break. a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> you nasty
1: beasted. Lord lord lord. You know, we like I said, we're being joined by uh some, you know, hey, you might want to take the gig, baby. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Hey, we are being joined by you know we have some great wordsmith here. Okay, we have some great poets, Griots, as I like to call them, from time to time. Yes, SP. Yes, Dasanahano. Thank you for joining us, and straight to tape
2: appreciate Yeah, yeah, glad to be here
1: So, um, as poets, I do want to start off uh, You know, I like to talk about the creative process, okay? So, you know, as it relates to the creative process You know, what goes into that for each of you, okay? You know, what's that spark that, you know, that creates great work? Start with the goat? Start with the goat? Yeah, start you want to start again. with the goat?
5: I mean, Let's start with the goat Well, uh, um, for me, I think part of it is just being um, open and receptive. Um, you kind of every, you know, most, well, not every, but a lot of artists start looking inward, you know what I'm saying? Art is cathartic. So, it, you know, it kind of helps you work through things and you have your own experiences that you kind of, you know, want to kind of address in your work. But also being open and attentive to the world around you, um, you know, is really helpful and that's, for me, that's a big part of how I create because there's so many inspirations, so many stories to be told, so much going on um and also you you start to kind of appreciate the nuance of things when you are really more open and receptive um, You never know when you're gonna be given something to write about like you never know when you're you know somewhere and somebody you know I don't know Francis talks about you know. It being somebody with a gold tooth Who doesn't drink out of straw And you're just
3: like nigga, if I come to your show And there's something about a damn nigga with a gold tooth I'm just saying (laughs) It doesn't drink out of straw I don't know I just uh, It's fine It's fine I just want my cut
5: That's all I just want to know how you ignore The idea of somebody with a gold tooth That don't drink out of straw Ever and not feel like That there's not something there <laughs>
1: and, and be offended When somebody <laughs> offers them a straw Right you know?
5: there, there's, there's, there's just too much there <laughs> to <not>. <laughs> <laughs> These Moments matter too much
0: The tooth The tooth <laughs> The tooth shines bright oh, God. In the light
4: <laughs> Grabs my soul
0: With sight as he smiles at me, I get drenchy wet. Go tooth, go tooth, go
2: <laughs> tooth. Cadence to the left of them. <laughs> no straws. <laughs>
5: that
0: was my attempt at poetry. I'm so sorry.
5: Oh, wow. <laughs> so yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Curtis. Um,
2: yeah, you know, being aware, uh-huh. um, and and like the song said, a lot of people. Uh, look inward first I tend to look more outward first I'm more interested in um, how other people live and the stories that they that they share and project and, and kind of put out into the world um, like for instance you know Dasan was just in a show mm-hmm. uh, at the Haytai Heritage Center and he did this poem uh, about and I don't know if it was necessarily about him I don't always assume but uh he was giving it talking about spiders, like mm. being afraid of spiders. Mm. Um, and then correlated that to the death of black people at the hands of um, you know, police or, or otherwise. And so I'm just sitting there in the audience and, and I normally get I normally get jealous when I hear a great poem and concept that I didn't think of. Um, and then after Whoa, whoa, whoa,
1: whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa, 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 I got sorry bro, I gotta stop you there right there. Okay. okay? Poetic
2: hate? No, poetic jealousy. Ah, that's a difference. No, that's a difference. Okay. I don't hate on it because if it's great, there's there's nothing to hate on, in my opinion. Like, I don't I don't hate Tom Tom Brady because Tom Brady's great, mm-hmm. you know. But there's that twinge of because I grew up as a I'm a competitor.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I grew up playing basketball pretty seriously. Played a little bit of juco for a couple of minutes, um, and so. When you're on the court, you know, it's it's, it's a mano a mano. You know, I want to win. And so in poetry, and it's been a little weird for me because this is the first thing I've ever done that I could win at where somebody else didn't have to lose. Mm. Um, And so I'm I'm very conscious of that. But at the same time, I still have that competitiveness. So when I first hear, I'm hearing, I'm like, yo, he he murdering the stage right now. Like, why didn't I think about the spiders? And, you know, (laughs) but then after that subsides then you, you really dig into, like, man, like, am I as afraid of spiders as he is? And if I'm not, and is that why I did not think of that? And then it starts going from there. So for me, I just start connecting different dots um, that I didn't even know were there to connect. And so then that's where a lot of my stories come from. Um, I also write from inward as well, mm-hmm. but I don't write as many pieces from inside of me as I pull from the rest of the world.
1: Uh, The beginning Mm -hmm. The very beginning Mm -hmm. Okay You know What made Poetry You know That path You wanted to take
5: Uh, So Yeah For me Well actually for me It was actually all By accident Okay Um, I had um, Life Is pretty much What shifted me In that direction Um, the, the, The short version Of the story Is I had already started kind of going out to open mics and just sharing, but I was just kind of just sharing the things that, you know, I was writing just about, you know, what was going on, dating, life, what have you. It was all stream of consciousness, really, really sarcastic, because I'm an incredible smartass, uh, unapologetic unapologetic smartass. And so people enjoyed it. It was cool. But um, what happened was there's like three or four events that happened that kind of shifted everything. One... There was a, a writer I really respected who asked me if that's all I wanted to do, because mm-hmm. you know I had talent to do more. So what was I was I going to be comfortable writing what I was writing and getting the response that I was getting, or did I want to push myself? So that was the first thing that happened, and I I, I kind of took it. I'm also you know like man Curtis said I, I took that. Now I come from a competitive background mm-hmm. too, I took that that's a challenge. Um, I, I have a very mountain sized chip on my shoulder that also, along with my smart asses, has not gone away over the years. (laughs) Um, The other thing that happened is I got laid off from my job. Mm -hmm. And I was, you know, living pretty comfortably at, you know, to be that young. Um, And I needed to figure out how to regroup and it's the arts community that helped me figure out, you know, what to do until I kind of get situated. Um, And so that happened. The third thing that happened um, was that um, I got... Um, involved in community organizing um, and a lot of social justice work, so that I had an impact on how I think about things. And then um, I started working with an uh, established uh, play, playwright, actor, um, director who was in the area. I worked with his nonprofit theater company, and so uh, that was the first thing I did after I got laid off, and that changed the dynamic. Of everything, so it's those things because they not only helped me think more about what I was writing, but I was also put in a situation where I needed to be able to pay bills and figure out how to get back. I also hadn't finished undergrad, so um, in trying to write, regroup my life, it was art that was there. So by the time I got myself together, got went back to school, finished whatever, I was already like neck deep in what was going on in art, and so that's just how this all happened. If I hadn't got laid off, this whole story would be different. Oh,
1: wow. So, S.P.?
2: Um, for me, it's, man, so I, I'm really new to being a super serious writer. Um, I guess I, I started being serious maybe about 10 years or so ago, um, and, I, and I wrote a, a whole lot of poetry uh, in a very short period of time that was supposed to be compiled for a book, but Ooh. then it wound up going to the back burner, um, and so why I say that I'm getting more serious now, like I've actually started producing uh, my own show. Wow! Um, so last August was my first one. So with with this, it was more so um, after realizing, I guess, years ago, that, that I could write um, and that it was something that I, I was not only talented at, but that I felt like I was borderline gifted at um, and that I could get better at. It was like, okay, let me kind of nurture this a little bit. It wasn't something that I... Set out to do, um, and and really even when I start decided to have a show, I had other plans for that entire year. Um, like I said, I'm you know have gotten into poker pretty heavy and got really good over the years, and so I was going to the World Series of Poker that summer. Oh, and
1: that's um, the, wow. I mean, I'm sorry, that's that's just that's just truly interesting. Okay, you know, going you know going from poetry to Poker, okay, or 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 just having the two blended, you know, you know, blended together.
2: It's, know? It sounds different, but it's not, because if you know um, anything about poker, you're, you're telling a story. Okay. While you're at the table, you want this person across from you to believe the story that you're telling them, so that you can make them do what what you want them to do. And so poetry is no different. You're you're telling a story uh, for. People to feel and react a certain way to that particular story, so they kind of they kind of correlate. Although if you just look at it on the surface, they're two totally different things. Um, and then there's a, a layer of problem solving mm-hmm. within that as well. That I feel like with poetry, you have to uh, solve the problem of how do I get this emotion cross with these particular set of words um, that people understand and feel within this two, three, four minute time frame. Um so I, I, yeah, I was definitely I was I was headed to the World Series of Poker. Um and and it really just kind of dawned on me was like, okay, like what are you gonna do with your poetry? And, you know, I had planned on putting out a book and was like, you know what, I'll put out my book, but I wanted to do mm-hmm. something that I would enjoy more than saying, hey, I have a book out. Not that anything's wrong with that, but I just didn't want to say, oh, I have a book of poetry here, read it. Because Most people, black people, as we said, don't read or that's the stereotype. Um, But I knew, you know, black people, as well as all types of people like to be entertained. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, you know what? I want to have a show. Um, And so for me, it was just really figuring out. And and I really got pen and paper and wrote down, like, how I could have a show without me performing my own work.
1: Which is which is where I wanted to go with uh, with S.P., Okay. Now tell everyone what SP actually stands for. It
2: stands for Silent Poet. Uh, I, I received that name from a guy named Chris White, who is a uh, gospel rapper. Um, I had met him up in New Jersey. My cousin, niece Robinson, who goes by Chi Chi the Superstar, is also a gospel rapper. I was up there chilling with her, and uh, she introduced me to him, listening to his album. Real dope. Kind of gives you a Nas-type vibe, but with gospel. Um, and so... He, you know, she told him, hey, you know, my cousin's a poet. And he's like, yo, spit something for me. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm more of just a writer. I don't actually, you know, spit anything. And so, he, you know, he's ribbing me like most people do. Like, nah, come on, you know, give me a little something. And I'm like, nah. He's like, man, you're just a silent poet. Mm. And so I'm a big fan of Andre 3000. And so I was like, you know what? So I started calling myself Silent Poet 3000. Um, and then I just finally dropped the the three thousand and just kind of left it where it was, and it, that's how SP was kind of nurtured into my moniker. If you will.
1: So you, I mean, so I mean, pretty much you've, you, know, you've been in the game for for a shorter period of time,
2: right? In mm-hmm. uh, the po- yeah, I ha- I hadn't even been to any any poetry events that I can think of until I decided to have my show, and and I popped up at City Soul and was like, okay, mm-hmm. I, I now I need to find some poets that'll. <laughs> That'll uh, you know speak my words, and so that's kind of when I started getting ingrained and in, in understanding uh, different things about how people perform. Like I've I've learned so much over the past several months, um, not not just from people teaching me, but from just watching and being able to see certain things come to life. Yeah.
1: Now, now going you know you know you know going from you know someone that is you know, I won't say new in the game, but you know really seriously getting your. You know get you know getting your chops in the game right to someone who has full chops in the game <laughs>
2: <laughs> right
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh dis, i mean to i mean let you know let our people know you know you know how your uh look i'm just gonna call it a disc- discography okay mm-hmm. let, let people know how deep your discog- discography discography
5: mm-hmm. is um so yeah so like i walked into I, I walked into an open mic for the first time in 98 mm-hmm. um uh, and, um, it's funny because I was just talking to one of the, uh, to, uh, one of the folks from the house band at the, um, the poetry set that used to happen in Durham back in the day, um, below Cosmic Cantina. And, uh, we were just up about that yesterday. And, um, but yeah, I walked, 98 was the first time I went to this event called The Cypher that was run, hey. um, by Matt and Tracy. Hey. And, and Huh? And Keisha. Okay. Okay. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. completely. Oh, wow. That's, and, that is taking it back.
5: And I, I, they told me about the weekly open mic at Expressions, which is a, a family owned um, Jamaican spot. Mm-hmm. And I walked in, and Kelly Coven was the host. Mm-hmm. And I'm from Raleigh. You know, I'm starting to see people. I was, you know, kind of. Um, had lost contact with some folks for a minute, but I started seeing. It was about that time where um, folks started coming back home from college, um, and I just started seeing folks. So I go back that far. So um, since then, uh, workshops—you know, developing workshops, developing, developing arts programs, and um, for different with different organizations, nonprofits, you know, public schools, colleges—been um, doing that. Um, taught. um, I got an opportunity in 2006 to be an artist in residence at St. Aug, went to grad school, ended up being a professor in in the English department, so I'm in higher ed as well. Uh, Residencies at schools, working and teaching kids, Um, co-founder of a theater company that does poetry and spoken word based productions. We got started in 07 and then built the company in 08, so we've been doing original productions ever since, so uh, taking poetry and spoken word into the theater. Um, you know, developing conferences. I've worked with festivals. I've hosted. Um, was a big part of uh, working with um, Al Strong and uh, and uh, Sissy Mitchell with the Art of Cool. So you know, I helped folks out. Um, hosted a lot of events. Um, curator. Um, started the Jambalaya Soul Slam actually in Raleigh and um, at the Fruit of Labor World Cultural Center. Um, in 2002, 2005, we took it to the Hayti, and that's when we started um, uh, taking poets to regional and national competitions, so I run that, I run the Poetry Series, I'm an residence there in Durham, um, yeah man, this is just a, just, just doing I, a lot of stuff, um, I've worked with a lot of artists in the area in terms of guest appearance and their projects, so I'm a big hip-hop head, and uh, MC as well, so legacy you know members of justice league you know uh k hill like this laundry list of artists i've been a part of their projects both older and younger um work with jazz folks you know i'm on the zuku album um did a guest appearance for them um you know the beast and you know a lot of other groups um so anything art and culture around here i'm involved in three books of poetry spoken word cds i got a chance to be on um Versus and Flow Lexus Versus the Flow On TV One So I was on season three of that um, Did some stuff for NPR You know just grinding Just grinding
3: So other than grinding How do you translate Open mics back in the 90s To that Just plethora of things That you had going on
5: It's you know That place was a real incubator Because it wasn't just an open mic And that's the beautiful thing about it was that all of the culture folks, especially folks who were black, would come through because they felt comfortable there. So you met, you know, all the MCs who were, you know, were broader or, or more abstract. You met all the musicians who came through, DJs. Um, and so that meant that any of the folks working in any of the community organizations also felt comfortable coming through. So I was just a person that when folks were like, you know, can you come do a workshop? I'm like, yeah. Whether I, with, I'm in my head, I'm like, I'll figure it out. You know, what I'm saying, I just said yes mm-hmm. to. Um, but also, the other thing was is that, you know, I was I also was coming into it older and from a business. Like, I was um, at that time, I was doing project supervision. Like, one of my one of the things is putting puzzles together. Like, if I see things, um, I see how I see how they go together. So for me, I'm in the room and I'm also like, um, "You work here? Because my background is processes and procedures. I'm yep. like, "Oh, have you Logistics. thought about what would happen if, you, if we, can we, what if we did a creative right?" And so I'm offering these things, And folks are like, "Yeah." And so it just started opening doors. Um, you know I wouldn't make any money, but at least I was getting experience. So each new experience was a new opportunity. Um, but for me, that's how I had made it. Without having had finished school, the only reason why I made it to the position that I had professionally was because anything you taught me, I was able to convey that to the next opportunity. Yeah. Because I pick up things quickly. So it was the same thing. Like, Like, we were in a real bohemian time. Yeah, we were. You know? And, like, the dancers. So if anybody from all those different disciplines got another gig, I went to support and if there was an opportunity, and they were like, "We need somebody to come spit." Then I'm like, "I'll come through." Yep, yep. So now I'm in these. Now I'm getting introduced to all these other audiences. Everybody so, all
3: grown up now. Man, yeah.
5: And then yep, yep. everybody. And then we're all around the same age. Mm-hmm. So as the people get established, you know, we all like everybody from that. I mean, everybody just went and did some like really dope shit. So like, if you got a new job, then you looked out for your people. Like, yo, yeah. yeah, come yeah. through. Yeah. So it was. It was just a beautiful time. Mm-hmm. It was a beautiful time.
4: Yeah
0: let me ask you something um, now due to uh, okay when you do this poetry and, uh, and uh, alright rappers mm-hmm. have beef mm-hmm. now musicians have beef mm-hmm. <laughs> just recently now comedians are having beef mm-hmm. so is there um, like some type of beef going on? I now mean, see in, in 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 poetry. Is there some type of, of 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 thing going on with that? I mean, you know, cause it shocked the shit out of me for comics being having beef with one another. Cause I'm just like, yo, it's already hard to try to get on as is as a comic, but now I want to tear you down because of what you do. Now, I've heard stories in the um. <laughs> In the in the, in the uh, poetry uh, world, oh, you about to I spill know, some
1: poetry tea? No, no, no. Okay, okay. Never that, never that, never that. I've
0: I've it. I've known I've I've heard that 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 some dudes use this poetry thing to get like the you know the, the earthy chicks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I've 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 noticed that, uh, uh, but is there some type of <laughs> of, 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 of underlying type of, uh, of, of, uh, of, of beef or whatever going on through there not trying to start anything but I'm just saying that you know because because I, you know it's, it's like whenever we have something that's on a positive note you know there's always something in between you know to try to put that wedge of us being you know cohesive together is that like, you know, do you do you find it like some artists won't wanna fuck with you or or you just don't want to fuck with some other artists because you know that they're you know that they shit ain't right or you know, you you understand what I'm saying?
5: <laughs> Is anything you wanna jump in here and Curtis? I mean hey, hey,
3: whatever happens here stays here, but then it gets cut down and goes out on the internet.
2: Okay. So so I'm I'm new. Mm-hmm. And I've already been able to see, yeah, there, there definitely is and can be poetry beef. And like um, who would have thought it? Well, well I, I think is. I think we're looking at, you know, we're, we're seg- segmenting it for poetry, if you will, and comics. and But it's, it's human. It's human nature. Um, you know, a lot of people think there's only room for one person at the top, Like I, I've personally not worked with a particular person because of how I saw how they reacted to some of the people that I respect in the poetry game for the short period of time I've been in it. And I remember when this person, uh, you know, we're messaging back and forth and they're like, yo, you know, I, I have these accolades and I've done this and I've done that. Like, what is it about my work that I can't grace your stage? And I was like, it has nothing to do with your work and it has everything to do with the fact that you seem to be out for self um, and that you don't seem to want to uh, have any sense of community about you. And when I, when I said this to this person, they were kind of like, well, you know, what do you mean, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, if you want to have a conversation because I don't know who you are and maybe what I'm perceiving is wrong or, you know, um, ill-placed, then we can have that conversation. But based off of what I've seen, if you're disrespecting, you know, this person, or you're disrespecting this person or that person, what makes you think that I'm that I'm gonna feel like you're gonna respect my work when you're standing on my stage? And so there was there was no more conversation after that. You know, that person didn't say anything else. But there's definitely poetry poetry beef, and I think it 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 does. It stems from uh, people wanting to be at a certain place. Uh, I think it stems from delusion for some people who are thinking that they should be here when their potential is only here.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, So poetry is an immune to ego.
2: Oh, not at all. Ego, ego is, is very, (laughs) it's it's very, very prevalent in in poetry. That
1: looked like you had a story. The way you, (laughs) the way you look, that looked like you had a story. Hold on, hold
3: on. On Curtis's uh, point, uh, Social media, me being of the cypher age, mm-hmm. he wouldn't know all that shit if there wasn't social media. Like, he wouldn't, like, unless you travel to where all these people are, because you're basically a curator, right? You go around, you pick the best, what you feel like is the best of the best, and give them this material to, to perform. But if it wasn't for social media, you wouldn't know that. So back in the day, like, you bring people on, and you just have a phone conversation, like, hey, yo, we have a cypher. Can you come? be our feature and then they turn out to be complete fucking assholes and then you're like okay well on to next week or whatever
5: yo so that and that's there's just just so many ridiculous misconceptions and that's why i'm like some of the things that we see with like celebrities it you ain't gotta be rich or famous to have the same bs happen Mm -hmm. folks really have a wild perception about what this is really about and partly because of the access that you get whenever you can get up in front of people and make them feel some kind of way and so some folks are like dying for that moment um or you know they're just folks who really just whatever it is they got going on that ain't what they want got going on want going on and they believe that they good enough that whatever they're doing and whatever they spitting can put them in a different situation and it's like okay cool but it ain't my responsibility, that's yours, bro. So it's it gets crazy. Um, there's a lot of beef, um, there's a lot of folks who are seeking to try to validate themselves in poetry, and um, it's it's absolutely ridiculous, man. I've, I've had so many ridiculous interactions and experiences, and it, it, it's always over nothing. Um, you have somebody. And if, you know, if they say hi and you say hi back, then they be like, man, yo, why, the sign on there pay me no mind. You said hi, I said hi. <laughs> <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't give me anything else to talk about. Like, I don't have, like, I, it doesn't matter that I'm a poet. I don't have to talk to you in real life. So, and I'm not changing that because we both do poetry. I don't have to talk to you at all. Like you said, I, if you want to have a deeper conversation, but don't turn it into a narrative because you write and you want to write a new narrative about me because I don't care. The other thing about it is, is that there are a lot of folks who have these perceptions and opinions and create these stories because it makes them feel better. They don't do no work. So if your intent is to show up Because work has been done So you can showcase your talents That's beautiful Like that's what we all want But I don't have to listen to your opinion About like how it was set up When you decided to show up But there's some belief That you get a say so No (laughs) No Like folks folks have really turned this like, it's like every day, like, somebody believes, woke up and looked in the mirror and thought that they saw the camera turn on on their own reality show and we're all supposed to participate. That's what it's gotten to be. Mm-hmm. Because, folks, just like, you just wake up one day and, like, we're just supposed to be actors in whatever show you got going on, I could care less. <laughs> and so there'd be poetry beef, but it's stupid. Folks. Because it's all sex, drugs, and rock and rolls, mm-hmm. regardless. I don't care if you're the most popular person on your block, in your city, in this part of North Carolina, whatever. It's sex, drugs, and rock and roll. So, you you know, they clapped harder for you. So, I feel some kind of way about you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Two two people smiled at me. Three people, people smiled at you. Like, what's that be? Who you think you be? Ah, it's it's ridiculous.
1: You know, you almost would think, you almost would think, you know, instead of being, you know, instead of being jealous on... You know, you getting more, you know, more response from an audience, okay? Then you getting more response from an audience, okay? Shouldn't that mean just step your game up instead of you know, it's, you know, oh, instead of just being jealous of it, you know?
5: Iron is iron, steel is steel. If we all wanted to win, then what we would understand is is that if we all pushing each other, then we win because we can't reach everybody individually. Exactly. So if we're all competing then everybody's paying attention. That means there's more possibility for us to garner an audience and make money and make something happen because everybody's like, yo folks is killing it. Like who, what's next? What's going to happen next? Who's going to top who? Like that's the kind of energy you want to create, but that's not what happens. Everybody want to be corny and complain and social media makes it worse. And then there'd be a whole lot of complaining online. And at the end of the day, Folks, poems ain't getting better. Their stage presence ain't getting better. They ain't talking about nothing better. Uh, they getting real good at complaining. <laughs> <laughs> if your poems were as good as your complaints or your Facebook statuses, then you know it might, it might, things might move a little different for you.
2: And, and I think that's one thing um, for myself, as far as I guess the kind of success that I've had so far. Pretty early on is that coming into it, I realized okay, there's an ego proponent here that I don't need to take into this endeavor. And so when I first came in, it was like okay, I have to have to come in with with nothing. I have to come in sheer. Like for instance, and and it's crazy that me and Deshon are sitting here. Deshon, I don't know if he even knows this, but he's the very first poet that I reached out to. To be in one of my Inspired shows. I remember sending him.
3: You know why? Because he went to Inla. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he
2: was he was the very first person that I reached out to. And he, you know, for whatever his reasons were, he declined. Um I didn't I didn't take any any shade off of that. I wasn't like, ah, you know, fuck the sun. I ain't fucking with him no more. I thought he was cool. I thought, you know, I heard he like for me it was okay, I appreciate the fact that he responded to me. Um, and then it was one day I'll, I'll hopefully be able to work with him. Um, but what a lot of people don't do, they don't do that. A lot of people would have would have turned it into this whole thing. Like he said, you know, he oh, said hi to me, but you ain't have a conversation with me. Blah, blah. blah. Me and Dasan, we, you know, he still hasn't been in one of my Inspired shows. Uh, partially because I canceled one. Um, but you know, there, there's, a, there's a self-awareness that I think people lack um, in understanding who they are and how they are. And if you can really kind of hone in on that, then a lot of the other shit doesn't even matter. And so for me, people be like, oh, you know, you kind of in the back. Like, I don't have to be in the forefront. That's not my forte. Like, he says, you know, he's not a promoter. Like, I'm eh, kind of sort of not a promoter, but I got a promoter on my team. Um, so I do, I do what I'm good at. And then in the, in the process of it, I'm learning. So if I got a person, we just went through a lot of his discography, as we called it. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I'm not coming in like, yo, I need to be better than the sign. It's like, yo, I can learn from the sign. Like he's done all of this. And then, you know, church, the poet has done all of this. And then he's these other poets that I'm now meeting. And they've done all these great things. It's like, yo, like how can I not be great if I'm surrounded by greatness? So instead of trying to trying to chop them down, it's like, yo, how can I help build them up and hopefully they'll pull me up too? And if I become the goat one day, then y'all become the goat. But like, who really cares at the end? Of the day? Like Kobe mm. doesn't care if you consider him the goat over Jordan.
1: Okay. I apologize. That was, you know, I'm I'm the sports guy of the show, okay? All right, let's talk. Yeah, that wasn't a good comparison. Trust me. Kobe cared. Hold on hold, okay. on, hold on, hold on. Kobe cared. Kobe. That's not what the show's about,
2: y'all. It, Hold on, but we we're going to we're going to keep it on topic. All right, Kobe all right. used to care. Hmm. Kobe cared when he was competing. Kobe's not competing. Kobe left it all out there. I thought Kobe was going to be miserable when he retired. Because, he, you know, age, injury is going to force him out, and that's not what he wants. Col- Kobe se- seems to be one of the happiest guys on the planet. I know.
1: I'd have to agree. I'd okay. have to agree.
5: And, and with that, you know, one of the things I think that's the, that goes with that, it, it, if you, you know, one of the things I have to say about, about SP is that, and, and I've told him this, is that when he, he made his mind about what he wanted to do, He set about to figure out how to do it. He came out, shook hands, met folks, let them know what was going on, and and pushed forward to build what he's built. And it's continued to grow. Mm -hmm. So for those of us like myself who got a chance to talk to him and hear about what he was doing, you know, I've had a respect for him from the beginning. As he came around and met folks, folks started to meet him, and they developed a respect. So then he just kept on pushing. He did the first show. Beautiful show Packed out Very well put together um, Everybody had So the Both his presence And his You know Humility But also the work Made it so However you felt You had to respect it That's all I ask I don't care about The rest of the dumb shit It's stupid But And the fact that y'all I'm only saying this right now because y'all mentioned Kobe in the sports analogy. Like when you are competing (laughs) and you know, I'm gonna keep it on topic, I got you. (laughs) But the thing is is that when you come in, you are aware. You know what I'm saying? You're aware of who's doing what and what's going on and what's being said. But at the end of the day, your responsibility is to get in the gym, get better, and so that you are equipped to put impose your will on what's going on. And in doing so, you earn the attention and the respect that makes people notice you. You don't force your way into a conversation. You play your way into a conversation. True, true. And that's all I ask for folks to do. Play your way into the conversation. Right? Play your Mm -hmm. way into the conversation and we're good. You're too busy to be worried about beefing anybody. Right? It should be, I'm not beefing with you. I just can't wait till the next show.
3: Right. But so society and social media especially has made people think they need to be a one main shop. Right? So they don't need anybody, or they don't need to appear to need anybody else's help. Um, Any development, any shout outs to my mama for paying for my dad board so I could do whatever. Damn mama. Damn mama. I'm always (laughs) for the mamas. But um, so Tico and I went to, um, Josie Moe was on the show last week. Mm -hmm. And he let us know that not a lot of people know that. Raleigh, so the Wild and Out, Nick Cannon's Wild and Out, gave grants to three cities, basically to host, um, host events, workshops, and find talent for the national show. One of those cities was Raleigh. The other was Chicago. I don't remember what the yeah, other. was. Yeah,
1: I thought one was Cincinnati. One was
3: Cincinnati. Yeah. What? I don't remember what the third, I don't remember Chicago, Raleigh, South Carolina, maybe.
0: I think it was South Carolina.
3: <laughs> we don't, South Carolina, Cincinnati, Virginia, we don't know where it is. Those are third cities, all right. So, weekly, on Wednesdays, they host this, um, basically it's a workshop, and I didn't know what to expect till I went to support Tico. Um, so, basically, comedians converge on the spot, and they go through all of that. You know, um, the different skit types that would be on a Wild and Out show on MTV. And they, they work it out, right? They practice, they work it out, and eventually there'll be a big show in Raleigh. And then the the powers that be will come visit that show and pick talent for the national show. So we get there, and um, it's a little disorganized at first, but everything worked out. Um, and so the first couple of skits that they practice, everybody was into it i mean literally because i'm not a comedian at all i just went there to support him and kind of see what the shit was about and the creative juices were going like people were working together they were pulling off like because most of those skits are you know the wild and out format is teams right Mm -hmm. so they split in teams or split in pairs and have to do this and that or whatever and the creative juices were flowing i went outside smoke cigarettes and drink beer because the bar wasn't open but um and there are people outside like in all corners and they're just you know going back and forth and then at a certain point of the night motherfuckers just let go like there were so many side conversations going on that prior when like all the creative juices were going there was no microphone and then they came and brought a microphone or whatever and turned it on and then it's a club right the venue was a club it was shut you know not open at the time but you know so that you couldn't even hear what was going on on stage and the people that had the microphone because everybody was off doing their own thing and not focused on the creative energy that was in the room and trying to learn from other people and get to know other people and network because every fucking body thinks nowadays that they're going to get their own singular viral moment in time. Yeah. That's all they're focused on and how you feel like you're going to create something when you're singularly focused on oh, am I going to go viral? Oh, I got my phone out all the time and we're talking and we're like two people over in the corner having a conversation and they're talking and they're filming themselves. You can't be genuine like that. Like you can't be an artist like that. Like you have to go into yourself, by yourself, with yourself, yes, but there's so many... So Tico noted that, um, and I'll let him talk about it, but he noted that the real comedians, because he's out here in this comedic world, like the real comedians were paying attention and trying to pay attention above all the you know above all the noise but it's the other little scratch and they're literally like good 2025 20, right. comedians there right and it just got to a point where i had to pull it, it, out yeah. i had to pull out hip-hop mom and yeah. tell everybody she, shut wow. the fuck yeah, up
0: she pulled wow, out and told everybody wow. to shut the fuck up it's like this yo um i appreciate the uh you know the platform and uh you know and I got called back to go back Wednesday. so Yay. So it's like a... Um, we
3: going to Hollywood, bitch. That's
0: right, yo. So it's like a, you know, I'm, I'm in this thing. Um, like she said, you could tell the comedians that were there, this is a skill, just like poetry. It's a fucking skill, yo. Uh, most of the dudes, I don't know their names, so they were like, well, I'm a producer, I'm a rapper, and I want to try this comedy thing out. I heard that four times. I want to try this comedy thing out.
3: Rapper,
0: so I mean, actor. It, it don't get don't get it twisted. Now, I understand that you want to, you want, you want your, you know, you want to be the triple threat. I get that, but it hurt my heart and it kind of made me upset when they said I want to try this comedy thing out. That's like me going to a poetry joint, like you know, saying, "Yo, dude, you know,"
3: I, like a whack ass poem you we, just told earlier. Oh, yeah, about the like the, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, like when I yeah, threw that whack ass yeah. shit on, them, I'm like, yeah. you know
0: what? I, I got some words that can rhyme. You know what I'm saying? I got a the whatever. I got one of them books. You know what I'm saying? I, can, I got words that can, that's, I can't do that because there's a skill to it and there's a showmanship to it. And um, this generation, like he said, wants that 15 minutes of fame so bad that they were talking over each other, just cracking on each other. You know, but it got to the point where I'm going to roast you, but you roasted me back but you over-talking me, so now I can't hear you over-talking me, and now it's just a whole bunch of clutter of noise. Now, the comedians were sitting there like, okay, this shit is fucking stupid. I'm ready to get this shit. Let's do this work. Let's get this thing in, and let's keep it moving. And, um... It's a great platform, like Keith said. It was a great platform for 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 people to come out here and do things. But y'all are not paying attention. You're not listening.
3: You're not using. You're not using. This you're thing. not using the opportunity as you should be. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. If I could get a viral video and pay off all my bills and pay off my house, I would be. Um, I no, mean, never mind. But yeah, I'm but backing see, out. But I'm backing
0: out. but the thing about that is, you know, you might say something funny for that 15 minutes, but the next time you go around, you might not get that. So, you know. Jokey jokes and jokey jo- I mean you can You know This platform You can crack jokes On mad motherfuckers All you want to dog But if your skills Is not witty And your timing Is not right Your jokes Is gonna like your, your shit's gonna lay flat And that's the same With rapping It's the same with poetry mm-hmm. If you sit out here And you Look I bet The fuck That you can read The shit out of a fucking Dr. Zeus book And make that shit Sound fucking just Incredible You feel me But it would sound totally different if an MC was up there saying the same shit. I mean, look at the whole llama, llama, baby mama shit that fucking damn Ludacris did. You know what I'm saying? He read the book, but it sounded like a rap. (laughs) You rap. You know what I'm saying? Llama, llama, baby mama. But, you know, it's it's totally different. Don't come around here trying to do something if you're not willing to get down and dirty and do it.
3: And it's one thing if you're a double threat, you're a rapper and an actor. Um, Actors... Probably questionable because I've Never seen you anything and if you want If you get up there and you say I'm trying this Comedic thing but fucking pay attention Like study there are people around You that have done this and and Are doing this and you're just off Just running Around and
1: maybe it would help If you don't announce that I'm trying This comedic shit yeah but You know know, kids live out loud nowadays True that loud, man. Yo one thing I want to get on Okay um does you were a hip hop scholar. Oh, yes he is. Yes, please. <laughs> yes, he is. Hey, I'm the hip hop mom. Yeah. Yo, please, please yo, please share that experience with us.
5: Uh, yeah, so I'm um, yeah, I'm a, just a big hip hop head and so um I got the opportunity um to uh to go to Harvard. And so what had, um what had happened? Um, is it sort of got started? Shouts out to Danya Perry. Um, I had a short-lived record deal with an um, independent record label called Amp Truth Records, Amplified Truth Music Group. And the one of the founders of that label um, is, you know, moved moved on to being able to do some amazing stuff um, with uh, supporting education across the state. And so he got me involved with talking to teachers about integrating hip-hop into the classroom. So I got a chance to talk to some public school teachers and that the campus found out I was working at St. Aug. um, Shouts out to St. Aug, Falcon Pride. Um, And so I got to talk to faculty members and staff members about the same thing, about like the importance of hip-hop to the students that they were serving. And um, that really just just kind of gave me Pull me deeper into thinking about um, how hip hop is growing, and I looked at the fellowship that they have at the Hutchins Center for African and African American um, Studies, um, which is run by Dr. Henry Louis Gates, the Third Skip Gates, um, and there at the Hutchins Center um, in uh, is um, the Hip Hop Archive run by Dr. Marcy Morgan, and i saw i first heard about that fellowship because knife um knife wonder did it and then he actually documented it um the wonder years um and previewed that documentary mm-hmm. at full frame then mark anthony neil from duke university also um participated and so i talked to them about it um they both encouraged me to apply so i did and, um, and I got a chance to be a Nazir Jones Fellow at the Hip Hop Archive at the Hutchins Center for African and African American Studies.
4: Yes. Um,
5: mm-hmm. Yeah, which is a mouthful. So I spent yes. 10 months in Cambridge um, at the Archive. You get to not only work with the other hip hop scholars, but you also come in as a cohort with all of the other folks studying um, anything black and diasporic. Um, there were uh, scholars who were both um, American and um from all over uh, the Caribbean and all over the continent, so um, it was beautiful.
3: Just for our listeners, can you define the word diasporic?
5: Right. Okay. <laughs> so when we're talking about right, so when we're talking about the diaspora, we're talking about um, the the all of the connected um, threads of 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 Africanness all across the globe. So we're talking about following the movement of both people and traditions. Um, as it all kind of migrated from the context we talk about afro-caribbean legacies and, and traditions we're talking about just sort of the migration of both culture and people into the caribbean um and what that means and into europe and just that so when we're talking about that we're talking about Africanness all across the globe and how we're connected through these cultures and through these traditions and through this heritage and so um And which is in itself is a big thing because I've always recognized hip hop as being uh, as being diasporic, Um, and then. When you get to study you're like, yes, you really is. It's not just because it's New York, but like for real, you start to see about like immigration laws and who actually, you know, were populated in New York when everything's popping off and how many of our, you know, OGs and forefathers in hip hop actually have, you know, African or Caribbean roots and it's just crazy. But I spent ten months immersed mm-hmm. in hip hop, man. It was one of the most amazing experiences I've ever had and it totally changed. Wow. Changed everything. Just being in that environment, being exposed to some of the things, some of the folks I got to meet, uh, mm-hmm. some of the artists who came through to visit the archive, just some of the other programming on Harvard's campus. Because you get you need full access to Harvard um, while you're there. Uh, anything you want to participate in, anything you know, they there's certain selected experiences that they provide you, and then access to all the resources, libraries, everything. Oh, Man, it's great. Oh, it's great.
1: Gentlemen, uh, what should we ex- what should we expect next from X S P the poet, and of course the Sanahano.
2: Um, so next for me is my first erotic event.
1: Whoa, whoa, you doing erotic poetry?
2: I'm not. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. But I got some dope artists coming in that are.
1: Yo, oh, let me rephrase that. You're curating. I am. erotic poetry. I am. Uh, who who do you have coming in?
2: Oh man, we got Wow Perfection, uh-huh. we have Santiago the Poet, uh-huh. we have Pick and Cotton, who's uh-huh. a husband and wife duo, um, and we have, oh, I'm missing somebody uh, Lee Chapman. Okay. Um, and then I have this uh, huge artist out of Charlotte named Whitney Austin. Oh. Um, who's really blown up over the past couple years who will be coming in and doing our paint and play situation. So she has some erotic art that she released earlier this year. And so people will kind of, it'll be like a sip and paint Mm -hmm. along with the show. Um, so it's, it's going to be all glow in the dark. We're going to have some some painted models. It's going to be a whole lot of stuff going on. So it's going to be. Real I
1: fun. do apologize for sounding a little bit thirsty when you said erotic poetry. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I love erotic poetry. I, I really do. So.
2: Yeah, body of work is uh, on July 27 at Paris Lounge. Okay. Okay. Um, and then after that, I'll be I'll be breaking for a little over three months because I will be prepping for my one year anniversary show with. For Ink which is my flagship show okay. So that's going to be um, It's going to be pretty dope um, So uh,
5: Let's see, coming up next um, Yeah, so I think the big thing um, That's coming up Is um, Getting ready to kick off another season um, The Jambalaya Soul Slam Happens the third Saturday of every month At the Haytai Heritage Center in Durham And doors open at 7:30. the show is at 8 p.m and so um we'll uh we'll take um august off um there's an amazing production coming to the haytide uh from carpetbag theater out of tennessee and then we'll kick off in september and run every month all the way through um the um upcoming season for the theater company we're going to announce the shows very soon so if you look up Black Poetry Theater or go to com. that's T-H-E-A-T-R-E not E-R um, you'll find out about the upcoming season we got four shows at the Hay Tide this year um, plus a special preview uh, season kickoff show um, and then just a lot of arts projects and things coming down the pipe um, hopefully by the end of the year well not hopefully um, hopefully won't, nothing will happen but um next book will be released. It'll be book four for me and the okay. second in this black okay. life series. And, and, um, a lot of people have been asking me about music. Um, uh, because I've still been doing these guest appearances, it's just as something for future assholes of America for their album. Um, but they'll, I'm um, dropping an album be the first one since the, since the label deal of me putting out, um, a body of music. So that'll, that's almost done, so that'll drop this fall too. So almost
3: done. Are, um,
5: do you want me to sing? Can um, I? Can
3: I still get in there?
5: Yeah, I don't. I don't know if you're gonna nah, nah, happy nah, you can be about what we went in love. Together, don't do that. Uh You can come sing. <laughs> I don't know if you can be happy about this kid gets made into, but you see. Uh, <laughs> <all you want. laughs> Mama. I sing. Yeah, you can get it popping, um, but just there, uh, just off that in love. Um <laughs> Uh, shouts out to all the Eagles out there, out there. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, lots of stuff coming up. Um, and, uh, you know, keep track of that. com. you know, find out about all them things. I'm Dasanohanu across all social media, so.
1: That's what's up. Uh, SP, Dasanohanu, thank you for joining us on Straight to Tape. Oh, man, thank you. Honored. Appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Uh, uh, Tigo. Yes. Uh, do you have anything in your theater of the weird? I'm so
4: scared right now.
1: I, I do. am too because he he he's been coming with some weird shit. Mm. So <clears throat> this is.
0: <laughs> it could be weird. It could be a blessing, and it could be a curse. Are oh,
1: you got one of those? Yeah.
0: Well, oh, lady went and bought a box of legos Mm -hmm. for her son it was wrapped up like you know she bought it from the you know it came in from like amazon Mm -hmm. came in from amazon Mm -hmm. he opened it up four hundred thousand dollars worth of meth
3: yes winning
0: winning (laughs) four hundred thousand dollars of meth look at that that is fucking crazy so she you know <laughs> could you just imagine the day when you know you say mom i want this uh this lego set and your mom buys you this lego set just imagine okay let's just imagine it's the old death star lego joint you know what i'm saying you know that thing's cost about like hundred and some change You feel me Mm -hmm. So You ask your mom for this And she says "Yeah." And all of a sudden This big box comes to you You know what I'm saying And you're like I'm about to fucking build the shit Out of this motherfucking Death Star And all of a sudden You open it up It's fucking meth in there I know the kid didn't know it was meth But I'm sure he was like What is this uh, What is this gravel (laughs) Why do I have a box of gravel (laughs) You know what I'm saying here And it was 400 Thousand dollars worth of meth. Now, this could have been a curse because police could have been tracking it and she could have got busted for you know, meth. Could have been a blessing, she could have sold that shit and made four hundred thousand dollars on the street, you I know mean, what I'm saying? Or
3: like. 250 and oh, yeah, just sold just, it just, to just, one,
0: just, yeah, one person. But you know, that's person. But that's only. I've if watched too many drugs, movies, yeah, yeah, yeah. TV shows. Yeah, yeah. She's ready for power to come back on. But anyway, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's <laughs> right it's right, yo, I think that was the weirdest shit ever, man. I mean, it's like, yo. The, the, you know, to open up a box and just happen to see fucking down.
3: so compelling. last week it was the uh, drug toting pigeons and yeah, this week is the drug toting to Lego, Lego box. Did I tell
0: you the time that I went to the Bahamas and <laughs> there was these this this package washed up, these packages washed up on the shore and the locals thought that it was like detergent. So they started washing their clothes with this detergent, but no suds were coming out because, you know, they wash it in the, in the river. In the, mm, in the, mm-hmm. the, it was fucking cocaine. It was coke. They was washing their clothes with coke. Bricks of fucking coke. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Just happened. Just happened to happen. Just happened, Just happened to happen.
3: Happened while you were there. Well, you know.
0: <laughs> Anime, I'm off the narcotics. <laughs> <Lord>. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh my, oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Oh my
4: goodness! Yeah, yeah. so it's yeah, just my weird. job
3: to make sure you don't, you do like Sam Cook. Yeah, well, I don't. Do yeah, nothing. bitch, I just, I don't uh, do anything. I'm a teacher. Uh, Keisha
1: you got a verse for
3: us? Yeah, I just, um, I have a lot of friends that are dealing with a lot of stress, so, um, you know, I like to have a good time. Always, I always make time for myself. Very rarely do I not make time for myself. So. I was talking to somebody the other day I forgot who it was But um, They're super busy They work They take care of a kid And uh, They work full time They take care of a kid And they have their own business Which is really popping right now um, And advised her that you have to Even if you have to put it on your calendar You have to carve out time for yourself Like you have to carve out time for yourself To do whatever it is you want to do During that time That is not inclusive of Family Real job or soon to be real job entrepreneurial type shit. Like you need to carve out at least twice a week, two or three hours for yourself, whether it's to sleep, whether it's to eat, whether it's to do whatever for yourself, just some downtime. And a lot of times people don't think about actually including themselves in their schedulings or whatever they have going on. But if you don't take care of yourself, then all the rest of that shit's gonna fall to the wayside. So please make sure you take care of yourselves, and you take time to have a good time with your family and friends, and you take time to just have some simple downtime. Say no sometimes, or more than sometimes. Um, just say no, and, and do some, yeah. and get some rest. And maybe not is not rest. Like spend time with a special person, or just relax, or whatever. Just. Just take some time for yourself and do with that time whatever you want to do. That's not productive,
0: you know. Pretty key, much. key, you know, key jumps on my ass all the fucking time Cause because you don't sleep. Because I don't sleep, mm. and uh, like I'm known to stay up to five o'clock in the fucking morning and get up, go to work, come back home, do the same shit again. And I mean, this nigga's a vampire. And uh, the thing about it is. I just read an article that if you don't get enough sleep, that your brain you 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 are you 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 make your brain, you know what I'm saying, you you you're overusing your brain to the point where you know it's like a car, you know. You you keep yeah. running and running it and you don't give it the maintenance, it's gonna fucking crash yeah. on you. And sometimes I and me reading that, I was like, nah, man, because if I if I stay up, I'm gonna miss something, you know what I'm saying, I'm, gonna, but I'm just wired and he's
3: that basically that badass you know baby but what people mm. yeah. not just you but people <laughs> fail to realize is that when you sleep your body repairs itself right so if you're not sleeping for days at a time or you're only getting a couple hours of sleep a night you need to fix that shit and also lack of sleep and insomnia really is a symptom of heart disease like especially in women especially in women so if you're not getting enough sleep You need to fix it Whatever it is Go to the doctor And tell the doctor You're not getting enough sleep And make changes in your life Stop using your phone And watching TV Now I sleep with the TV on So this is funny But I can still sleep With the TV on But um, stop using your phone And TV Those things with that Blue ambient light Right A couple hours before You intend to lay down Read a book Or go for a walk Or you know Play with your dog Or your kids Or whatever but there are ways to change your life but a lot of times people don't want to do that because they feel like it's inconvenient to them but these are things you need like we're getting to the age where soon like we fuck up and we die like it's not (laughs) it's not funny but it's funny right like if you're not taking care of yourself now and you look 10 years ain't shit right now right? right we blink and it's 10 years down the road and I'm 55 and you're 57 or whatever it is you are and we're like one foot in the grave but not if you fucking take care of yourself and you make yourself a priority so that's all everybody make yourself priority get the proper sleep get the proper sunlight get the proper activity drink fucking pineapple juice and just be happy and live your life because all that other shit just stresses you out it fucks with your heart and your kidneys and your lungs and your fucking pituitary yeah. glands and shit so pituitary mm-hmm. You're so <laughs> you so fucking yeah, smart i
4: love
1: smart, that man. verse love that verse you know normally this is where i go to the rap however i was asked to co-host the uh sports shop with reese and k-mac um souts out to uh my frat brother reese Shout out to my man, K-Mac McClendon. Uh, they were out of town, so they gave me a call and asked me to come in and guest host for their Friday night show, I mean, for their Friday morning show, uh, which caught me off guard, uh, but at the same time, you know, I wanted to be there to, you know, to you know, to assist. Um, and, you know, I, once again, you know, I want to thank... Um, the Earl Reese. I want to thank K Mac. You know, I want to thank um, uh, Jasmine, aka J Fritz. Okay, uh, I had a chance to meet uh, meet my frat brother C L Brown from the Athletic. Okay, uh, and of course, their producer Michael Shelton. Um, it was interesting, you know, because I, I'm look. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, this was live radio. All right, uh, this was me leaving the. Comfortable confines of our unapologetic platform, and going to FCC land. Had to censor yourself. Huh? I had to censor myself <laughs> big time. Okay, the number of times I wanted to, you know, wanted wanted to wanted to curse, you know, I, I had to check myself. I had to check myself. Uh, and but did
3: you stand out front and say fuck shit fuck fuck fuckity fuck fuck fuck
1: no i, I actually did God. actually did that the day before okay, oh, okay. I, I started curbing my language at that point okay so then when I, when i walked into the station at 5:30 in the morning i was ready
0: i would have been cursing them yeah
1: i yeah i i, was kinda, <laughs> I, I mean i was look i was kind of cool at that time so um,
0: well, yo man let me tell you man you did a great job man i saw you, you live bro you, thank you thank look you. good you know you, you, you know, you did real good, man. I'm proud of you, bro. Uh, well, look,
1: look. I, no, I mean, one, like I said, I want to thank them for, for um, you know, for having, um, for one, giving me that opportunity, okay, and uh, trusting me with their baby, okay? I mean, recent k i have been doing this for five, six years, okay? I mean, you got to respect the grind. They have the, uh, you know, the only... Uh, morning sports radio show in the top 25 market that is you know manned by two black men and that's deep okay yes, and i deep. try to remind that of them all the time you know and the fact that they you know trust me to come in and you know and help out while they were not there you know it, it, it means a lot so you know to them you know i thank you Okay. To my sports shop. I mean, sorry, to my, I mean, the the sports shop is my, you know, it is my family, but of course, you know, my main family, straight to tape. To my straight to tape family, thank you. Okay. Thank you for, uh, you know, amping me up. Thank you for, you know, making sure that I was on.
0: You know point, really. yeah,
1: making sure I was on point, you know encouraging me, okay, you know, our sponsor sending you know sending me notes, you know, yo, you're gonna do fine, you got this, you got this, like 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 you know thirty minutes- you know thirty minutes before the end of the show it was like, come on, baby, bring it home, you know, these are the messages I was getting while I was you know while I was on the air, you know and, and and i and I truly truly you know truly appreciate that you know
0: well you know i you know I got to give you props yourself dude. You know you're the only dude that I knew. <laughs> you the only dude I knew in my youth that used to read the newspaper from front to back. I've never, I've never, you know, when, Rob, you know this. Now, when you go by and you go pick up Perry or whatever, you would see a you would see a fucking newspaper sitting right there. Like, who the fuck grabs newspapers? You know, he's not flattening, he's not swatting flies or no shit. This motherfucker reads the damn newspaper. And that right there had got me like, you know what? This dude, you know, he's he's, he's he's pretty smart, you know what I'm saying, to sit here. And I'm not talking about just read the sections, dog. I'm talking about the whole fucking paper, even the Sunday paper. Yeah, 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 so, I I give you props yeah. for what you do, you know what I'm saying? Okay. You still look like a microphone back in the day, anyway, but you still, anyway, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, but, anyway, but you was you, you know you just smart yeah. dude, man, and and, and everything that yeah. you getting and everything that's coming to you is, you know, is well deserved. Same with Key, same with me, same mm-hmm. with Rob, same with everybody on this panel, you know what I'm saying? Uh, life has a tendency to fucking kick you in the balls.
2: You know what I'm saying? You
0: just have to I have balls. Uh, Anyway, I mean, I'm sorry. Key you don't have balls. Kick her in the uterus. And um, <laughs> And uh, which are uterus, balls and uterus, it's this, this the same shit. It's just your uterus is inside and my balls are hanging outside. Anywho, I, you know, we, I say that we all, you know what I'm saying, everything, life gets us, man. And, you know, and sometimes, you know, we have ups and downs. We just keep going through it and pushing through it and just be who you're supposed to be. And you'll wind up on top, you know. I'm going to get off my soapbox right there. I thought I had a joke, but I don't. So you know. Yeah,
1: but well, 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 once again, uh, you know, to my sports shop family, thank you. You know, thank you for um, you know, thank you for tr- for trusting me and giving me that opportunity to you know, you know, show show people what I can do in that full three
3: hour stretch. So, uh, can you put people on to the sports shop detail?
1: Oh yes, yes, yes. The sports shop, um, Buzz Sports Radio. Uh, in the area, ninety nine point three, ninety six point five. Uh, you can, you know, also see the show live streamed on uh, WRALsportsfan.com. sportsfan um, dot You know, they also, you know, drop their um, the best of the sports shop, which is their uh, podcast version of the show on all of the po- all of your podcasting platforms. Uh, so you get a chance, definitely support it. It's a great show. I mean, you're t- we're talking about the uh, only. Uh, morning sports show in the uh, top 25 markets that is manned by uh, two black men. Okay. Which trust me is a beautiful thing. Also, I also want to send out a RIP uh, to uh, Dana Lucci, payroll record, skinny boys, Um, legendary, legendary North Carolina hip hop. So we've lost, we lost a legend. Uh, So, you know, definitely want to send our condolences out for his passing. And, ladies and gentlemen, this is where we're going to wrap the show, of course. Uh, first, for um, the comedian, Tico.
0: Assalamualaikum. Stay off that pork bacon, as always.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. N- you know, you're a selective carnivore kind of ass. <laughs> And, of course, the uh, quintessential hip-hop mom, Keisha with a Y.
3: Remember, self-care is the first care.
1: And once again, straight to tape, you know, uh, check us out on all of our podcasting platforms. Uh, You know, hit hit us up on social media, okay? You uh, You know, we're on Instagram. You know, we're on Twitter. You know, and like our Facebook page, straight to tape. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, as I always like to tell you, let's get active. We'll see you later.